Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Firebox episode 29. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, at TCatillo23, joined by Mr. Dan Gray at DMG Teach. Joining me again, John Coker is on sabbatical for the next couple of weeks. Uh, he will be back. Uh, but tonight, we have a special guest. First time ever. And, and I've told about this before. We're going to bring different people on the show, different personalities. And I love this because this sounds odd. I work for a betting station, Fox Sports the Gambler, and I don't do lines. I don't handicap. It's crazy. That's why they said, Tony, you're the fancy guy. You're a DFS guy, which is cool. So I try to learn from people. But tonight, for the first time ever, like we, we welcome in sports handicapper Anshore at A-N-N-E-S-H-O-R-R. Really hard to remember, right? Uh, to the <laughs> show from pickdogs.com, sportschatplace.com, uh, accolades out the wazoo. But, Ann, welcome to the show, and I'll let you talk about <laughs> How you got started and how are you? Uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me on your show. It's a pleasure being here. It's great meeting both of you. Um, yeah, so I am uh, one of probably two handy female handicappers in the country. Um, I started really sports. I got interested in it, you know, young. I'm 30. So I started really getting interested in it around age 18. Couldn't really play sports bet, you know, couldn't bet until I was 21. So I started going out to Vegas, you know, but it wasn't legal then in New Jersey. So I started going out to Vegas and, you know, these yearly Vegas trips, I'd go out like, you know, a week before NFL and end up staying for at least about 10 days and getting a little NFL action. And then these weekly Vegas trips a year turned into like a month long. And, you know, I clearly was, I developed over time, I developed my own analytics, my own strategy. I have a back, I have my MBA, my background is in exercise science. And then I have an MBA in uh, finance. So I kind of came up with my own system. I, I played sports throughout my life and yeah, I coach swimming. I'm a big swim coach. And, you know, overall, when you're putting together these games and you're doing numbers, you're okay, I'm going to win this or I'm going to lose, or this is numbers we have to hit in order to win or, you know, to win this game. And I've used that. And it's, it's brought me a lot of success with sports betting. Um, how I became a female handicapper uh, was I really was uh, doing very well for a few years. And I was, uh, I was reached out uh, by a couple different sites and I ended up signing on with Pick Dogs and Sports Chat. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. Uh, currently, there's about 40 handicappers <laughs> on those sites and I'm ranked number three. Ooh, so, yeah, like which it. is exciting. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love doing it. And, you know, it's, it's, I just love, you know, giving out winners and helping people win. And I sell premium picks on there. So if anybody is interested, you can go on the site. You can see everything is documented on there. My record's all on there and as well as the other cavers. And you're more than welcome to grab whatever <laughs> well, i'll tell you this it's the way of the world right now right sports betting is taking over the landscape especially now everybody's home it's COVID. we're sitting with nothing to do right you just get on your phone you throw a parlay up you get on there you get a nice spread you get a nice hit and and you just go from there and one thing that we talked about and we're going to do some stuff together uh at, you know during the weeks coming ahead uh but tonight just 
give everybody an idea of of the betting aspect and the betting angles, maybe just a generalized feel of, you know, how you, you say you've been doing it for a long time and the Vegas trips, you can only go to Vegas a lot if you hit a lot, obviously. So <laughs> it must have made this one kind of cool. Well, I go right? out there and end up staying out there longer than I anticipate. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, that's all right. Once in Vegas, you never want to leave, right? That, that's for damn sure. I know, right? But, uh, as far as like, uh, you know, lines and all those things, um, one thing I definitely uh, would recommend is I'm not I'm not a big fan of teasers, and I'll start off by saying that a big mistake a lot of be, a lot of your average betters make are these teasers. You're really overall betting against yourself, so that's one thing I will uh, you know start off by saying. And there's a reason why if you guys go to these. Um, uh, cages, you know, these sports books, and you see they have those bright cards for those teasers right in the front there. And that is, you know, it's it's one of those of many uh, sucker things that I, you know, we'll get into as, you know, I do more shows with you in the future, Tony. Uh, but that is just one thing I'll start off by saying is try to try to fade the teasers. Um, you're one, you're betting against yourself. And two, you know, it's it's right there for a reason. Um, another thing I'll say is anytime you're putting together a parlay, I'm not more, I'm not much of a parlay person. I try to keep it under three to five teams. If you are confident with your games, definitely go ahead and take, um, you're going to want to bet on each of those games you're taking. So, you know, depending what your bankroll is, you're going, you know, you're going to start, you're putting together a three team, let's just say a five team parlay. You have to do $25 on each of those games, guys, because it's very hard to hit a parlay. And, you know, if you're hitting four or three of them, then you're going to make a profit. Um, a big mistake a lot of a lot of bettors do is they they just take these parlays because it looks good. They're going to. But most of the time I would. I would pull, I have to pull up the numbers so that I'd say about 98% of the time you're not going to hit that parlay. Um, that being said with the parlay, you don't want to take teams that are minus 2,500 money line. That's ridiculous. You don't to improve your odds, you know, plus 10 or whatever it is. Do not do that, guys. You, you're really going to kill yourself that way. You got to get some plus money. You got to get some plus <laughs> Yeah, money. A, a big mistake, and I, I, you know, we'll get more into it down the line, and I can just I show you. I see that, though. I, I see it all the time. People just buy, you know, but they're buying themselves points. I see it all the time. Me and Dan, me and Dan go through tons of parlays every night. <laughs> but from, from a fancy realm, because it's like you, you get so addicted, especially with the alternate point yeah. totals. I know you're more of a lines person, we get into more of the fancy aspect. And the funny thing is, I mean, we, we, we've done pretty well. I, you know, I, I look at a system where I probably do about six to seven parlays a night and a couple single bets. So I kind of come out to watch. If I, if I don't hit on the parlays, the bets are kind of guaranteed. So at least I kind of break even exactly. a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what. One thing, and, and and Dan, I'll bring you in. You know, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. We'll go right on the Super Bowl before we get into our basketball uh, later because the, the Super Bowl was a big bust uh, for all of us. We'll talk, Dan, we, we set a tremendous lineup. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you what, we were close. If Ronald <laughs> Jones doesn't get stuffed twice the goal line, right. you know, at, remember we talked about that. We needed a touchdown. So how'd you make it on the Super Bowl, Dan? I was, and I, I do a uh, pretty pricey fantasy 
playoff league and I've, I've referenced it every week and it's a suicide league. So every, every week you lose a player, you can't play them again. So I was, I, I, I didn't do well uh, is the bottom line. And, and, to, and I was thinking, you know, Tony could say, I, I told you so in a way, cause I, I, I had a situation. Do I play McCall Hardman or Antonio Brown? And I went Hardman because I went, yeah, if you had a crystal ball and saw that Brown would have 22 yards, he had 22 yards. yards. If I had a crystal ball and he had 22 yards, I'd stay away from him. But, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so honestly, you know, Kelsey, I, I played Gronk in my suicide pool, but. I didn't have enough other players to carry the way. So I, I went from third place to fifth place. So I, I know I went from third to sixth place and top five was in the money. So I just lost, <laughs> I just lost being in the money, but it was an odd Super Bowl, as you can attest uh, other than Kelsey, no one really did anything for the chiefs and, and Gronk had a phenomenal game for Tampa Bay. It was just a defensive game. Um, the under, you know, it was uh, wasn't it like fifty six? And the under was it was, yeah. it was forty. I think the total total score. Yeah. So it, it was uh, it wasn't the greatest Super Bowl in my opinion. I was expecting a high scoring <laughs> affair. You know, we, we you know were. both quarter both quarterbacks. I think Brady was a two ninety five over under for yardage. Uh, Mahomes was Mahomes was three twenty five, and they neither was close. I mean, I, I have a friend who does kind of like what you do, and he he said jump on. Mahomes rushing for 23 or more yards. And I think he had that in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that, that's how that's how my uh, perspective of the Super Bowl went. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's it's just, yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. A, I, I didn't want to say that. So no, yeah. it did. It sucked. I mean, straight up. I mean, from it, <laughs> I was I was pissed because we were Ronald Jones. We were one touchdown away and a pass interference call from Mike Evans. If Mike Evans doesn't get tripped up, he scored a touchdown. He's laying out. And he scored a touchdown. That was twelve points for us, Dan, and that would have been our lineup. I'm telling you, our lineup would have hit. But and what? How did you do uh, for the Super Bowl? I know we talked all fair. You, you know, you had some couple premium plays on that game from a betting perspective. How did you do in Super Bowl Fifty Five? Yeah, I actually. So I actually did very well. And again, that's all documented over at Pick Dogs and Sports Chat. <laughs> I, you know, one thing I uh, talked many people out. I think there was a prop bet out there for like Brady, and you guys could correct me for point five. Uh, was it rushing yards or something? And I said, you need to stay away from this. If it's too good to be true, this mm. is this is not going to hit. And so I did talk a bunch of people off of that. But And that's just one thing you guys have to kind of, when you're looking at those things. But um, I actually ended up having the under at the 56 and a half. And, you know, because everybody, whenever Mahomes gets the ball, he's always making a touchdown. And I was actually, I said, he's not going to get more than two. But I was shocked he didn't get any. And, you know, it's just – and. Another thing to look at, I really wanted to take the Chiefs. And I spoke to so many different cappers and people who know the game that don't cap, but they, they, many people struggled with this game. And so I stayed away from the spread and, you know, from the money line. And I went, I'm, you'll learn over time, I'm more of a totals person. I went and took the total and I took the under. And again, it's just mostly because everybody was expecting Mahomes to win, to score these touchdowns. And what people don't understand is they, the uh, Bucks defense is underestimated. And again, you know, your general public's thinking, 
oh, you know, they they beat they beat Brady before this year. They're going to do it again. And that's not the case. That's exactly what Vegas wants you to think. And right. so I stuck with the under and I was obviously we were in my house. We were rooting for the Chiefs, but I, I started to type up a premium for the Chiefs and I talked myself. I said, no, no, no. You know, stick with what you know and. Yeah, and I was hoping, but I would have beat myself up if they did cover. And I well, that's what ha- well, that's what happens. We always those last minute decisions. I say that are are the ones that always burn us all the time, right? Yeah. But you make a good point about the defense because I, you know, I said this along, you know, a week before the game. You know, it was kind of odd. You know, everything was leaning towards the Chiefs, but sometimes it's too good to be true, and you start thinking about it. And that defense with Devin White, I know they lost Quan Alexander, but let's Levante David and Dominican Sue Pierre Jason Pierre Paul. I I mean, I, it, un- unbelievable defense. Top Bowles had a masterful game plan. Uh, he really did. And I, I would have not expected that. I, you know, I always said don't trust, you know, going against Tom Brady. He is the GOAT, right? <laughs> right? It, it, it's hard to go against Tom. But the thing was, too many things leading up to that game just made you feel a little uneasy. And, and then when I think it was the national perspective was like 75% Tampa, I was like, whoa. Okay, what's going on here? All of a sudden, yeah. now everybody's riding that Tampa train. So they always say, "What's the lines telling you? What's the spreads telling you?" And, and Tampa was one hundred percent the team to roll with, one hundred percent. But I mean, Super Bowl is over now, and now we get to look towards basketball. And I know one thing you do, which you know we talked about this, is, is you do some college basketball too. And I have <laughs> to be honest with you, I, you know, I've been out of touch with the NCAA game <laughs> since John Cheney and John Calipari. Okay, so you know, I. I I've watched I watched March Madness, even though last year there was really no March Madness, so to speak. But you know, I go back to the the Dean Smith days and the Roy Williams and coaches with UNC and Kansas. But nowadays, I'm I'm kind of not invested in it. But as a capper standpoint, what would you say before we get into any you know your pick with NBA versus NCAA? What would you say is more difficult to balance out? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I oh, this is such a good one, and I would I would. Definitely definitely probably lean towards NBA and it's yeah it's it's definitely one of the harder uh sports to bet on compared to college because the thing is with college is you have all these different teams you got you know the big east which we'll talk about later and you know you got mountain west and you can look at the rankings and you know the acc and you can see uh if a team in a higher ranking is playing a really bad team and you know, the a lower ranking that it's going to, you know, tell the story a little bit for you. Whereas NBA, you have two or three amazing players and you could have um, a score. You know, we'll take the Sixers, for instance, last night and like nope. they could be getting their butt kicked and come back and win in the second half. NBA, it's and I'm a, I love quarter betting as well. But NBA is, you know, one of those things where you you can they can turn it around, and we've seen it so many different times. Like I said last night with the Sixers, um, you know, they could you could have a team down by twenty, and they could uh, take the next two quarters and win. You know, put up ten more points, and then the, the fourth quarter, ten more points, and then you know they're at, they're even, they're neck and neck right now, and you got the spread at like two, you know, minus one or minus two, you know, whatever it may be. But definitely NBA is a little bit more difficult. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely um, proven that it is the hardest sport to bet on uh, for the public. 
So I would go, I would definitely go with MBA on that it, one. It's, it's funny you say that because, <laughs> you know, I'm, when I'm doing the, the, the show, the first thing I said, my first opening line to the scripture says the NBA fantasy game is not for everyone. Quite frankly, it is one of the hardest sports to hit, right? Be- yeah. Because of exactly what you said, me, me and Dan last did the dreaded snowflake, right? Uh. It's something like for us when we set our DraftKings lineup, you go on there an hour later and <laughs> money guys got snowflakes. I just want to scream. I, 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 I really do. And, and Dan, you agree, you know, just from a fancy perspective, you know, we do four for four. And I would say, in my opinion, that basketball is the hardest to actually manage and hit. Would you say the same thing? No. Wow. I'm hockey. Hockey is Hockey's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, to me, it's very difficult. And I've done, I've done my share of both lineups this year and I've been more successful with basketball. Doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means I could just be having a better year with basketball, but with hockey, every, you know, we've discussed how with fantasy basketball, fantasy football, there's always strategies that change over the years, stack this, stack that. Hockey seems to be pretty tried and true. You, you've got a stack for multiple teams. And then if you don't have like a McDavid or Dreisaitl who are really elite players for Edmonton, then you're and, and you put them in your lineup, then your pickings are really slim. Then you got to go like second line players from mid- middling teams. It, it's just hard without getting too into it. But, well, the thing is, I don't even know who those players are. You just yeah. <laughs> but and, and, and can I ask you a question? If you don't mind? Yes. So obviously, no human being is a complete savant with every single sporting team in the world. So, like, if you if someone said to you, "What's your feel on Texas Tech West Virginia basketball today?" How do you go about analyzing the game if if that those aren't teams that you really follow no. per se? Yeah, so you know the thing is with those games, um, I I really look at a lot of how they're doing um, each team, how they're doing against the spread. Uh, West Virginia, they've been they've been hot lately against the spread. You know, I have to I would have to pull up the numbers and look at everything right now. But um, overall, like with that game, you know, Texas Tech and West Virginia, it's. It, that one is like you gotta. What do you know? What the line movement is on, or the line was for that one? By no, any so I know they played the other. Did they play yesterday? Was it? They had a. Um, I think they had played. A was it yesterday? There was a game. Who was it? It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was like eighty-two, seventy-four, I believe. Both yeah. Four, Fourteen against seven ranked team. And the line opened up at. Uh, and Texas Tech, I think, is ranked higher than West Virginia yeah. right now. But the line had opened up like minus four. You know, it was it was under ten, maybe even under six or seven. Uh, and and you got to look like why is this team only you know they're why west virginia is only getting you know five or six points that doesn't make any sense and you know they you know i believe they won last night so it's just you got to look at things like that um and that's always you got to look at the flags but yeah oh one thing is for those type of if i don't know this you know i just capped a game for somebody uh for creighton (laughs) it's like i don't know this school that well but Exactly, like Creighton. And it's like, you know, you look at these games and, you know, you, I, you're not going to know every single player, but, you know, you got to look at how have they been doing recently with 
it's all about flipping a coin. So your heads or tails. And when you flip that coin, um, have you been getting more, you know, in the last 10 flips, has it been more heads? So that's just one thing I'll do that kind of gives me towards a, you know, lean on a team. Man, last night was eighty-two seventy-one. Uh, okay. Thing. I was just looking it up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they did. I know they, they, it was. They were definitely the underdogs for that game, and yep. and you gotta Straight look and see where it. the public's on as well. And I'm sure every most of the public was probably on Texas. And you can't underestimate West Virginia. Their coach is incredible, and they are a great cover team. <laughs> so I had given, I had leaned towards West Virginia last night, and you know they're just. They're usually pretty good. They've been they, as underdogs. I you know could probably pull up something a crazy, crazy number on them. They they are great as underdogs. Well, it's funny because you can look at you know as as fantasy players, you look towards the numbers and the handicapper, so to speak, to see. Because for me, if there's an over and under two thirty nine or two forty, I'm thinking, all right, I want players in that game because that line's telling me there's gonna be a ton of sports, uh, a ton of uh, points scored in that game. So again, it, it, you know, they do go hand in hand. We work off each other, which is great. Uh, but we're gonna get to you know, we talked about giving out a free pick. You, you know, yeah. again, you, you see it on the screen right there, pickdogs.com, sportschatplace.com. You know, <laughs> offers premium picks she she has listen she's very credible for everybody out there like she said her her record speaks for itself uh only two female handicappers in the country right there's actually yeah so technically there's two i forget the woman's name i think kelly something um uh, she the one thing that differs me from her is she's and she's got like you know thirty five thousand followers on twitter where i just made a twitter like two weeks ago yeah. so, <laughs> so you guys i will i will be giving out more free picks on my twitter i'm kind of waiting for you know more followers so um just to encourage you to go on and follow me on twitter so yeah. i can get out more picks uh but what really uh separates me from her is she doesn't sell premium picks she doesn't have a documented record where i actually am with a legitimate site i sell premium picks and i have a documented like you can see my record you know from when i first started it's all listed on both sites and like I said, there's about around 35 to 40 cappers, and I'm ranked number three. And analytics, so. <laughs> analytics is huge, man. Analytics is huge. It really is, and it's a pleasure having you here. I'm I'm so looking forward to you know the future and and having you back on and doing some things you know from week to week. And once you get this following up, thank God, Tori got you to make that Twitter. <laughs> Okay, she did. She did. She said, "You need to get on there." Yeah. I, I'm going to make an. Ins I am just like not in the big social media. I have Facebook, uh, but it, I am going to make an Instagram as well, and I am cool. in the process of starting my own YouTube channel. So not that'll be. Yeah. I'm talking about that. Yeah, yeah. it's just I been like too it. many, you know, fans and people emailing me. They're like, "You really need to do this," and yep. I said, yeah, "I have to buckle down," especially you know with. With the pandemic right now, we're all yeah. kind of home, bouncing around, doing nothing. So I kind of <laughs> need to start doing something. <laughs> and the best, wait, the best part is we just saw everybody out there listening and tuning in knows we did not coordinate this. Okay, Anna's wearing a Philly's hat. I'm wearing a Philly sweatshirt. <laughs> before I, you know, you see the red. Dan's got a red shirt on. Like we're all wearing red here. There like, we go. Well, a beach shirt going on. This wasn't. <laughs> So you get extra cred just for an affiliate hat. But for everybody out there listening right now, because it, it, <laughs> it's okay, it's hot. You, you, I know you threw a pick out there for pick dogs today or, or with Tony T on the drive through. So let yeah. me know what, what can you give the audience out there tonight? 
Yeah, so, you know, I figured I would go off, start it off easy, um, and just take take one of our home favorite teams here, and that's Villanova, and they're at minus 11. And it's crazy about this game is, you know, one thing I do love about this game is they're up against Marquette, and Marquette, they the public is leaning towards Marquette more, and the reason is they just – they just lost to Creighton by three points, and Creighton's ranked. Um, they also lost to St. John's in overtime, uh, and whereas no, uh, Villanova uh, that was, had an embarrassing loss against them. But you have to look at it this way. Um, Villanova, since that loss, they, they took it, they owned up to it, and they've come out and they've played – so much better. They just defeated Georgetown, Georgetown the other night, eighty-four to seventy-four. Um, and you know they've, they're overall they have been playing very well this year. They're ranked number one in the Big East, and you have Marquette who's ranked nine in the Big East. So right there, when you have this big uh, difference in the ranking, as you go down the ranking, you kind of want to add about two points. So you figure nine, one, it's eight. So you're looking at, you know, I really think Villanova is going to come out and win this game by 15. Now, the last time they played each other, Villanova beat them by 17 points. Um, overall, you Villanova has a perfect record at home this year. And uh, they're ranked in the top 50. Set. They put up 77, almost eight, 79, 78 points per game. Um, they're 44th in three-point scoring, uh, whereas you have Marquette. They are currently their 0-4 against the spread in their last four road games. And, they're, you know, they're on the road tonight. They're 1-7 in their last eight road games versus a team with a winning record. And those are a couple things that stood out to me. And, you know, like I said, Villanova has already beat them. And if you look at the team, the history of when these teams have played each other, the uh, Villanova's uh, 26 and 12 in all time, 38 head to head matches against Marquette. Villanova's seven, seven and three straight up um, ATS in the last 10 games against Marquette. And, you know, Bill and uh, Marquette, they, this team, they just, it's just, you can't rely on them at all to get the job to cover. They are not a cover team. Villanova, you know, people they've shook off that loss against St. John's and they're going to definitely come out tonight and really blow them out. So I'm really liking this game. I'm not usually one as, you know, being I always have a rule. I say I never take the home teams, but I am definitely on the home team tonight. And coincidentally, I ended up at Villanova campus today uh, to visit somebody. So I was really I love the energy. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, this is like how we're all wearing red today. It's yeah. no you know, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> I like it. You're, I mean, yeah. that's ballsy. You're going home team and double digit spread. Man, Why not? Let's let's open this up with a big win tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you, do you like the over or under? So I did not cap that game. Um, okay. You know, if you guys talk about a little bit of NBA later, I can give a total on that. Uh, but uh, while you guys talk, I can pull up. Um, the total on that, and nah, not, I was just curious. <laughs> I yeah, up. I didn't cap the total. I was just more looking no. at the spread for that. 
Well, this is what I want to do. So we talked about this, and again, I, I don't, I'm not going to hold in on this entire show. She's already <laughs> on tons of shows. I really appreciate her being on here. I wanted to introduce her to the Heat Ratio Sports family, to the network, to everybody that follows. Again, you see her her credentials right there. Go, go, listen, she was at se- only 78 followers before I came on here. We need to get <laughs> it, it, over 100, okay, by tomorrow. All right? It, it, <laughs> And, and she's giving out you the pick. She's giving the Villanova pick. The the eleven point spread. It comes on at nine o'clock tonight. So you have a good hour and twenty minutes to get that number in and try to cash and let us know how you make out. And and I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you coming on because you know that not everybody on social media is very easy to talk to. I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. You just never know. Uh, you know, you're very well prepared. You're very well spoken. Uh, you know, thank. Shout out to Tori. Uh, go check out Tori HDRadio.com. Uh, that's my girl. Thank you for for kind of introducing us. Uh, it's been great, and, and I, you're welcome anytime. We're going to talk about you know, <laughs> thank you week and do some things here and there. But uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you yeah. so much, Tony and Dan. I really appreciate you having me. And one thing I'll say about Tori is, you know, this girl she knows her yeah. stuff, and she is she is unbelievable and that is one girl to definitely follow and stand behind and i hope and i told her i said i want to get you into handicap and definitely down the line I think that. She, yeah she was telling me yeah, the same thing. yeah i think she would be great at it she and again she's one of those people that takes these like five six team parlays and just misses one by one team and i'm like girl if you were capping all these if you did all these games in your premium you would have a huge winning record for that i know we're, we're, it's funny because we'll go back and forth now i'm like man just by one leg we miss by one leg all the time yeah. again if you want to follow her, check her out at Tory underscore Philly four, uh, the number four at Tory underscore Philly four. Uh, but yeah, she did talk about trying to get into that. So maybe you, you guys get like some kind of a tag team going on pretty soon. You know what yeah, I mean? She's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. She I told her, I said, I'll be more than happy to give you some knowledge and teach you how I like, do things and help around. So That's she's awful. a good person. So. <laughs> she, is. she really is. Yeah. So what, what we'll do is uh, later on when, you know, we'll post on social media, we'll put the, the pick up there. So everybody's there, but again, you know, and thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, no it. Go back down, enjoy <laughs> and, your games and your winnings that come back to you. Uh, we'll touch base later on and uh, we'll talk about next week. Thank you so much, Tony and Dan. Pleasure being here. Hopefully we come in tonight with a good win. And I'm hoping. I'll, see, I'll cool. definitely be happy to be back on it again in the future. Sounds Thank great. Thank you Thanks, so much. Man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you, I man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so awesome much. Awesome meeting Thanks, you. Guys. Take care. Bye. And there you go. It's uh, That's Ann Shore at A-N-N-E-S-H-O-R-R. Welcome to the show. I mean, very Dan, impressive. I, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, man, the numbers, like, and that's the thing, uh, you know, the num- the way she's spitting off ATS, no, I mean, I'm just, I- I'm in awe. I just, I love listening, right? I mean, that's- Well, what I'm proud of is she's one of two females in the country. She's the third be- most, the be- best ranked in the organization she's with, and she's a Delaware Valley girl. She's in our backyard, too. Yes. And, that means and a lot. That's important. That's important, right? Too. So yeah. you know, he's right up my alley as well. I mean, this it, it, it's like a match, man. It's, it, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. 
Uh, but again, if anybody listening out there, I'm sorry to get to the comments. I know we had some comments. Uh, I was uh, Isaac checked in. Says Annabelle, I, I kind of want to leave her information up there so everybody got it. Uh, Adam, as always, good evening. What's up, buddy? Uh, Al, as always, the family checking in. Al, Andre, what's up, Mike? Uh, Slight big toe. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it as always. Uh, you know, Adam says golf is hard to bet too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, we know that. Uh, you know, golf is hard. Hard to bet as well, but I'll tell you what, Dan. I, you know, I'm very upset last night. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, I, you know, we throw. I'm, I'm the low budget guy. I always pick these guys. I like, <laughs> I like, right? I like trying to find these these gems, right? And David Uwamba, did like he even played last night for Houston. Like, I mean, here's the thing: you got no Victor, right? You already got John Wall on minute restriction, and you you can't pop off more than two points. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Like, what happened? Like, I that that infuriates me so much. You have no idea. You know, you know, and he's the, he's and he's the kind of guy that you had to play last night. Yeah. Uh, um, when I when I put my lineups together, um, and we'll talk. You know, we'll talk about some of our philosophies on how much yeah. you spend with this guy or that guy. But I I, ha I have no problem with you going with him last night. You've got to go. You got to get a guy in there who is going to be taking the minutes of injured players. I mean, that, that was a no brain um, pull that you did. And then he, he just wet the bed. I mean, it's, that's just, it's not your fault. Tone. It, 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 it happens. It happens. George checking in says, I know Anna pick dog. She is the best. Well, I can't believe you got on her wow. show. George, listen, she is fan. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you know, I reached out to her again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm real good friends with Tori. Uh, you know, I said to Tori, listen, I, I'd love to get a handicapper on the show, especially a female handicapper, because I don't think they get enough credit. Uh, as you heard, only two, like they said, only two. Uh, you know, they need, listen, we need to highlight this talent. And this is our job here. And this is what I like. So, yeah, George, thank you, man. I appreciate it. If you, you know, hit the subscription uh, on the YouTube channel for, for us, uh, I'm sure you already follow and. Uh, you know, Ann's going to be doing some things for us down the line, uh, giving out free picks, which is wonderful because uh, that's obviously something I don't do. Uh, and she is extremely good at it, uh, which is absolutely amazing. It was. It was a really good, really good to pick her brain, especially. I'll tell you what, Dan, before we get into our strategies, because we've got we're about halfway through the show, is just to hear her the way she analyzed <laughs> number one, West Virginia and Texas right. Tech. Well, well, I was I was dying to know that because it's amazing. She's got to be an expert, right? But there's no way on he in hell that anyone knows every player on every team. So it's like when you have obscure team versus obscure team, how do you come up with a with a an opinion on that game? And she has her methods, and I guarantee you, she's like very successful. Obviously, yes, yes. And, and again, listen, people. Here's the thing I will say, and, and again. I'm going to be straight up. Like, I, I don't put my my picks out there and say, hey, I was 70%. I, I don't. I, maybe I should. I, I don't know. But that's how you can tell when somebody uh, as a handicapper is credible, when they're not afraid to say they were wrong and they're not afraid to show the record. Because think about it. She's charging premium money for her picks. And, you know, people aren't going to buy picks if she's got to be a record, right? So she's got to be number one. She's got to be completely into her system. She has to own her craft. Her analytics have to be top notch. And again, by her being credible, showing her numbers, that that means a lot. So, and I know she was still listening. I really appreciate her being on. Uh, she was tremendous. I cannot wait till next week. Uh, you know, she's not 
a fantasy uh you know of mine she doesn't get into fantasy which is which is fine which is great yeah. because like i said we play off each other which is wonderful uh she's going to be getting her own her own youtube channel and stuff going so it'll be cool but you know we'll have her on as a guest and and, and you know I'll, i'm going to give her the keys to whatever she would like to do because she is fantastic so it's completely up to her but then we talked about strategies and it's funny that she mentioned about the NBA being the heart. And I wanted to ask her that because I was curious. And it's funny because we were thinking along the same lines and we didn't even talk before the show, uh, except for about 30 seconds because she was so busy today. And we were kind of on the same page with the NBA being so hard. I, I, you know, I've gone through a streak where I didn't hit for like five nights in a row. And then I hit three nights in a row. And it's like, and with the same players, I'm, I'm hitting the same, the cops that didn't hit for me five days ago, they hit for me three days on the line. It's just, it's unbelievable. So I wanted to get into some strategies because I think that's always fun because everybody always says to me, how do you, you know, do you just throw guys out there? And, you, and, and no, it, it, I, I don't do that. You know, obviously you could go. And, and obviously, you can pick your studs and hope that they produce. But you have to get those low-budget guys. We talked about that all the time. But let's just say this. You know, I will say, number one, I, I, I wrote some things down. And they're kind of like talking points because okay. it's stuff that I look at. Uh, so I want to get your opinion on it. We can piggyback on both of us and see where we wind up. Number one for me is never go with your first lineup and why you should always tinker. So what I do... And I, I want to pick your brain a little bit to see, you know, if you're kind of on the same wavelength here is I put a lineup in right away. I just go and I don't even do any research at first. I put a lineup in guys I like and boom. And then what I do is I start doing my research. Then I come back to that lineup. I'm like, OK, no, I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. Let me take this out. And then a third time, I look with the money, and I'm like, okay, let me take these. This all right, Lucas ten six, LeBron's ten two. Let me take those two guys out, and now I just turn, uh, you know, Isaiah Roby, and I turn P P Patrick Williams into somebody better, right? So th th that's the thing. So I, I keep looking at that. That's what I do, and then I come up with a lot of. But what about you? What What is your theory with that? Um, I guess maybe the opposite. I. I do I do research. I try to find the the sites that I'm really relying on and I and I see that okay, this this team is is hamstrung with injury, covid uh back to back so and so probably is going to have a minute limitation and then I'll take notes of the players that are recommended that are going to get more minutes than they usually get. So they're my value guys right off the jump. So now I'm now I'm kind of I have a mental frame framework of who my plugins are going to be to be able to afford maybe two high tier players, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so that, that's kind of how I approach it. I do my research and I look, I look for injuries. Like for example, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a big secret. Like I, 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 I type in um, players not likely to start tonight and you got to do stuff like that. And Atlanta has four guys not in the lineup tonight. Um, Cleveland has three guys, five guys are out for Denver tonight. So you got it. You got to do that kind of legwork and then you got to find out, okay, since these guys are out, who's going to be in. And then, then you find your value plays. And you, you mentioned two right away tone in, um, Roby. Did you, did you mention Kenrich Williams? Yeah, that's why I was, yep. Kenrich Williams. Yeah. So that th I have, I have both those guys and Will Barton as value plays in, in one of my lineups. So, so I could get a couple big names 
in, in a lineup. Yeah, let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, that's one of the biggest things for me is getting those high budget guys in there, uh, you know, and spreading out the little I, I call it bench fodder or filler, you know. And we're going to yeah. talk about a couple guys, uh, you know, and a little bit later about why I think that way. Another thing I'd like to talk about is be aware of the blowout. All yes. our studs always studs, and again, what I mean by that. Is listen, luckily, I always point to this game, but luckily he's a beast in Joel Embiid. But when Joel Embiid is playing and the Sixers are actually playing the way they're supposed to against bad teams, they're blowing somebody out. And Joel Embiid only plays 25 minutes and he doesn't give you those extra 10 minutes to get that point production for a 10,000 point player. Then, uh, I mean, a $10,000 player, the problem is that blowout. All it does is hurt you and it hurts your team. So I, I'm very weary of playing players against very bad teams. If they're playing up against Detroit, it, it, I have to take a double take and I have to think about it. Like Minnesota, you know, uh, you know, I didn't start Damian Lillard a couple weeks ago against Minnesota because I was afraid. I don't want to spend 10-6 on Dame and he only gets me 18 points because he only played for 20 minutes. So, Dan, be aware to play out. Be aware to blow out. Do you look at this as well? Absolutely. In fact, I believe uh, a couple weeks ago, that was one of the talking points that I asked you as, as the expert between the two of us. Yes. I, I almost said, I almost said, do, do you want to target really good players from bad teams who are, who are going to get the minutes? That's kind of a, a philosophy that I've really taken hold of this year. Yeah, it's, it's something you really have to look at, because especially this year, because I think it's happened a lot this year. Uh, it's really burned some people. So, I, I you know, listen, I, I look for the game that looks like it's going to be the, the most points scored. And I look to people like Ann, again, who are you know, on the show, because when they handicap those games, and they put those over and unders out. If they're a big number. That's absolutely the players that I want last night. I, I thought that that game was going to be a pretty high-scoring game, and I threw out there a Ben Simmons, uh, Danny Green, and Furkan Korkmaz kind of sneaky three-play. Uh, almost added Seth Curry in there as well, and I should have because he had 22 points. But I also started Buddy Heald on the other side, the Arian Fox, uh, because I, I knew that I that game, that's right. So that's five players yep. out of your lineup from one game. But if well, you notice... And for you people listening out there, if you go on and you look at the winners day in and day out on DraftKings, I guarantee you they have 50% of their players are playing in one game. Uh, they, they've already looked at that game and they figured out who it was. And they say, you know what? This is where the points are going to be scored tonight. And that's what they do all the time. So uh, what I would say, Dan, is bad team matchups. This is an interesting one. So bad team matchup. Sacramento plays Detroit. Minnesota, uh, you know, plays Memphis. Uh, are you aware of the bad team? Should you pounce? And what I mean by that is if you got two bad teams playing against each other, do you, do you want the players on that team? Do you stay away from that game or do you kind of stack on that kind of game? No, I, I don't necessarily let that deter me. And again, you know, what are the? I mean, when you have two bad teams going against each other, and and are they really going? Is one team really going to separate and win by twenty five points against the other? So the game, as long as it's a competitive game, it doesn't matter to me what the record is. Now, if if you still can project that Memphis is going to blow away the Knicks or something like that, if that's what your gut tells you, 
then you might want to stay away from, I guess, the players on the winning side. But if it's two bad teams, they got to play the same amount of minutes as every other team. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do do my same due diligence with research, and I mean that's the way I look at it. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, one of the biggest things with COVID has been the injuries and the late game scratches. And I've talked about this. You see it the other night. I'll give you a perfect mm-hmm. example. You know, I was I you know I was a big Chris Paul guy. I had Chris Paul in the lineup. I figured, you know what, big game. Chris Paul was about ninety three hundred. Uh, you know, and it comes out before the game about an hour before he scratched. So I look and I'm like, okay. Devin Booker, $7,400, $2,000 less. I was able to throw Devin Booker in there, and I, and I forget who the other player I was able to stack him with for the same amount of money now that Chris Paul would have got me. And guess what? I cashed. And Devin Booker had 56 fantasy points. So th- that's what you have to look at. This year, more than any year, it's the injury factor. you got to consistently look. You know, Again, one of the things today – I'll mention it now. It's a good segue. You know, there is no more Roto World. I used to love going on Roto World for the up to the minute hits. Now it's NBC Edge. Uh, what's it? What, NBC Sports Edge. Uh, same kind of format, different personalities, different things. So, you know, they're the kind of sites that you want to kind of look at to get your up to the minute news. But it's very important. Uh, very, very important. So, Dan, injuries, how important? Obviously, you know they're important, but do you have a special strategy or science that you do based on injuries leading up to games on? Yeah, I mean, I kind of hinted to it earlier. Um, if I can if I can find a guy that's going to take the place of let, – let's use the Sixers, for example. Let, let's say we know that Seth Curry is going to be out. Um, let, let's just say there, there's a – a COVID situation and we know shake Milton and uh, Cork Maz are going to get time. Well, I guarantee you both those guys want to have high numbers. I'm putting them in my lineup because I know they're going to get minutes and they, they can play if, if they get, if they get the opportunity. So I, I, I've been building my lineups around my research of players. Like I built my lineups today around Kenrich Williams and Isaiah Roby. I like it. I mean, so that's that's kind of what I was lo- looking at, and then and then once once I kind of had them on my little uh, legal pad, I, I started I started big and working my way down, and I'm like, all right, all right, you got a little too carried away, you can't squeeze this one in the lineup, take them out, and uh, you know, put you know Lou Dort in, you know, because he's always a, a serviceable, reliable Lou Dort for about three weeks, and yeah. Then- and then he hit me hard, so I'm like, he's on the eight list. He's, he's done. on the dead to you list right now. Dead oh. to you list, he's done. All right, well, I'm gonna give him CPR tonight, so hopefully he's gonna play for me. Um, I like Roby. No, I like Roby. He's in my lineup as well. I love. Right, Roby. listen, you know me. I don't have just one lineup. <laughs> once, once I, you know, once I uh, prep for something, it's like you, like you said, you're not just playing your first lineup. Now. It, we could share with the viewers. What did you, what did you help me with out tonight? I, I gave you a, a, my lineup and I was, uh, you were leaning towards. I'm, Jared I'm, Allen I'm, I'm a Jared, I'm a Jared Allen fan. And, and, and listen, I, I get it, but you know, but, but you, you, you pointed out to me that Cody Zeller has been playing like a beast and, 
And, you know, the other thing uh, we'll mention about that game is it's one of those games I was talking about, Charlotte and Memphis. That's going to be a, a, a blowout against each other. None of them play defense. Right. Right. right? <laughs> Nobody cares about the defensive side of the ball. So I already looked at that matchup, and I already – Valanchunas was my center, and I, I have Malik Monk in the lineup again because, again, no Devontae Graham. Uh, again, he, he's out at least the rest of the week. Uh, right. you know, and Malik Monk has been getting the minutes, and this is going to be a game where the ball is going to be up, and I think Zeller is going to have a really good game. He, You know, he's a guy – that we don't look at because, and let's face it, I, you know, let's be honest. You look at him and you go, is this like Tom Chambers revised, like revisited? Oh, no, 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 no. Tom Chambers was a hell of an athlete, Tone. Well, Come on. I mean, just like looking at the stats or Cody Zeller, you're like, wait a minute. Or Matt Geiger. Is this Matt Geiger all over again? You know, but but Zeller does a lot of good things for those teams. So, uh, yeah. I, and again, what, did you wind up going Zeller or did you? Yeah, I uh, did. Yeah. I mean, l- listen, listen to his out- output um, <laughs> for, for, for a guy for a guy that has for a guy that has, you know, four forty five hundred to six thousand dollar value, depending on his ebb and flow. He's had 44, 27, 32 point games, 37. He's had some nice DFS games for, for a budget player, essentially. So, you know, if you don't want to go with the Joker and you want to go with your high guard play, plug in a Cody Zeller. So yep. he's in multiple he's in multiple lineups for me tonight. Yeah, Rich checking in. What's up, Rich? Always, always watching, my man. He says Zeller has been really good for the value since he came back. Exactly. Really good. And and his value actually, it, it doesn't really move, which is great. Uh, right. I, I never understood that. I don't. Some guys are skyrocketing, and some guys just kind of stay. Uh, you know, I, I, one of the guys that I looked at tonight, and Dan, we, we have a bunch of guys that we're going to talk about, low-value okay. guys. Uh, one was Denzel Valentine. Uh, for, for me tonight. And the reason why is, again, you know, you, you, you have the injuries in Chicago. Uh, you know, marketing's out four to six weeks. So, you know, who's going to pick up the slack? Was it going to be Patrick Williams? Well, I'll tell you what. It's Denzel Valentine. Uh, I have him in lineups, too. Right. And if he gets over 20 plus minutes, he's giving you 30 plus a game. That's more points than minutes that's big if you get a a 1.0 or score higher minutes per points average that's what you want and that's the kind of player and again fifty three hundred dollars against he's a, yeah. points, right he's averaging 28 minutes a game lately yep. Markin and porter and clark and carter are all out yep so you you hit the nail on the head and and everything all my notes that i have you you hit the nail on the head so that's a great call yeah, I mean, but but just for everybody listening, this is what we do, right? This is what this is. The, you have there is a science behind this. There absolutely is, and and you know the 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 tips that we said earlier are huge. I go go rewatch the show if you're hearing it on replay. You know, check out Ann Shore, the, the sports handicapper uh, we had on. You hear her picks in the in the betting perspective, and then halfway through the show, now we're going to give you the fancy perspective. We went through some tips. Now we're going to go through some players, and again, you we mentioned Denzel Valentine. We mentioned Cody Zeller. We mentioned Isaiah Roby. There's some players to me that I've picked out uh, that I will get to in a minute because I forgot one point. I want to ask you this because this is a really good one now that I remember. Stacking a stub with two rotational guys in a good ma- in a good matchup. Now, what I mean by that is stack a stud. Look at I'll give you the same example I had last night. Ben Simmons was my stud. 
$8,400. I figured, you know what? It's a West Coast game. You know, they may, you know they should get up a little early. Maybe Joel doesn't play the entire game. I think Ben's going to, you know, have to take over here and there, but whether it be rebounds, assists, whatever it is, even get to the free throw line. And then I stacked them with two lower value guys in Danny Green and Furkan Korkmaz. Now, it worked for Korkmaz, but it didn't work for Green. So do, do you buy into that theory, Dan, or you kind of stay away from that? Um, you know what? I wouldn't call it a theory. Some things happen fluidly or by accident with me. Like an example that you could use is like uh, when you say Nicholas Batum is almost like a uh, rotational guy. Yes. And I, I, I use him in a lot of my lineups. I think because he's a solid player. He's the kind of player I'd love the Sixers. I have to be honest with you. And he's a solid player that will give you 20 to 25 points on any given night as a, five thousand dollar value so no i i can definitely appreciate that point yeah yeah like you said it's it's pretty pretty interesting when you say that you know did 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 it does it come out naturally right because sometimes you're right sometimes that is what happens uh but the funny thing is more and more when you look at the landscape it's not about the matchup you start it's almost opposite for me and I don't know about you, but I don't go on NBA.com and look at the schedule. I just put the players in first, and then I look at the matchup. Like you could, I couldn't tell you. And again, not to keep bringing it up, but that's the difference between us and handicappers because the handicappers like Ann, and sure, what she does is she's looking straight at the matchup. She can care less about the players in the beginning. And then she'll go to the players. We're the complete opposite. We're looking at the players, and then we're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, who are they playing? So it, right. it, it, it's, it's like a complete difference, a different effect, man. But we're also, I'm assuming, we're smart enough to know that if if we're really on the fence with two guys, say Luca or Harden, right, and we think one one's going to be in one of those blowout games, you go with the other. Because, you know, you plot, you plot your lineup, then you see the matchup like you were referencing – and and you say you know what, this game's going to be over by the third quarter. I got to make. I, I can't use these players, and and that's sometimes that's what I because I was burnt a lot at the beginning of the year with blowout games. That you know you know everyone's everyone's getting seventy five points out of Luca. I play him, I get thirty five. Oh, I know. And that's happened to me a few times, um, because he was on on both ends of the spectrum. You, you know, you could be a stud, and it's like. I'm sitting here. We're down 25 points. This game's over. And and that's that. So that is so important to the blowout factors you referenced earlier. It's the perfect way to call to put it. No, yeah. The blowouts can kill you. They really do. And it, it's such a day-by-day thing, man. The NBA. And again, I can't wait. I, it, it's funny when we talked about it, You mentioned hockey. I'm not even thinking. I'm like, yeah, hockey's hard as hell. Uh, you know, you would think baseball – is hard, but baseball is easier than basketball, in my opinion. So I can't wait because we'll we'll be talking baseball soon. But let's get into some streamers, and before you know, because that that is where you make your money. It, it, listen, you don't make your money off of Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. You make your money off your streamers. And one of the guys we already mentioned, we don't even need to touch on is Malik Monk. Uh, let, let's go right to one guy we mentioned earlier, uh, but you know we didn't really touch on per se is Furkan Korkmaz. And the reason why I put Furkan Korkmaz on this list is because it looks like Doc Rivers is really taking a liking to Korkmaz. And if Ben Simmons is playing well, then Shake Milton doesn't get as much clock. 
But if Ben Simmons is not playing as well, that's when Shake gets the clock. But when Shake's not getting the clock, it's Frankie time. He likes Frankie's handle, or, or, or he likes Frankie's shot, I should say. And Korkmaz has developed a little killer instinct with him. Now, I always mess around and say he needs a better shoe game and a better hair game because his shoes are just they're horrendous okay they really are like i'm a big sneaker guy i, I look at him and jamar can attest to that i look at his shoes <laughs> jamar yeah <laughs> right jamar is a shoe guy i you know i look at his shoes in uh, uh, frankie's and i'm like oh frank you gotta up the game a little bit bro you really do but you know speaking as a, a streamer and again last night he had 12 points in the first half and you're only paying 35 to 3900 for this guy so, Dan, Furkan Korkmaz, is he a guy that's that streamer mentality you could throw in as kind of like DraftKings fodder? For me, no. I like, okay. I'm not a Korkmaz fan. He, you remember that stretch last, last year when he had, I think he had like three monster games in a row? Yes. And then, and then he, he'll get five, seven, 10 and sit the bench for three straight games. That was Brett so, Brown though. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but, but if you, if you look at him, if you look at him this year, it's not too different. He can get, you know, he, he had that monster game and then he can get five, nine, 11 points and then 18, 25. So, but for his value, I, I guess if, if, if I have a utility slot or what have you available and it's in the, in that low budget range, and I analyze the matchup as you just referenced. Yep, I'll throw him in, but I I'm not I just I'm not a fan of of his as a as a ball player, and that that means something to me. I have to like your game to some extent to to want to, want to play you. I love, just no, I, I can't I can't yeah, you can't let that get into your head, man. You know what I mean? This is a numbers game. No, with with hair like that and sneakers like that and inconsistently consistency like that. Yes, I can. No, I, I, I'm kidding, but yeah, he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't. He, has, he just doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I have to. No, he has to develop trust with me, and it's not. It's not there yet. Um, I do think you're you're spot on with uh, the Milton Corkmas flow of the game scenario. That's a brilliant point. Um, again, one that I didn't really think about subconsciously. I, but now I'm now I'm you now that you pointed out it's a really spot on point, but for his value I can't argue with you. I just I I probably won't even look at him as a player to be honest with you. I would I probably would not even realize. Oh my god, he's thirty nine hundred. Well, you know what's funny? The only reason why I look at him honestly is because I'm always hindering on like a three thousand dollar player because I'm spending so much cash, right? Yeah. So, I always get down there and I always see Danny Green listed above Cork Mods. And I'm thinking, why? Like, for me, Danny Green is, is your Cork Mods. Like, the way you feel about Cork Mods, the way I feel about Danny Green. It's like, I hate Danny Green. I played him last night because I needed to with that number. But I, 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 I was Danny Green. I was Danny Green going, growing up. Be careful. <laughs> I switched yeah, to Dan as a teenager, weird, right? I switched to Dan as a teenager. Just be careful. <laughs> But uh, Danny Green sometimes has Dan Green looking legs on the court, doesn't he? Uh, I, I'll like, tell you, like like their lead legs. He's not he's no not. longer three and D, is he? No, 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 not at all. And that's <laughs> that's what brings me to Corkmaz, man. That's what yeah. brings me to Corkmaz. So oh, listen, listen, let's not talk about defense with Corkmaz either. No, no, but yeah, we threw one down last night, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, 
either one. No, I, 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 and I love the point you made about his attitude. He do, he definitely listen. He has some pep in his step. He kind of was he kind of was screwed a little bit. I mean, de, I mean, um, Brett Brown screwed a lot of people over the oh. years, but I I think he's got some pep in his step, and you can clearly see it. And that mean, that means a lot to me. Like if if he starts getting into a rhythm, and I see something, I I'll be all franked up. Yeah. But right now, not not yet. Oh, I love it. All franked up. I love that. That is that's tremendous. So let me, let me bring up one guy because me and you were going back and forth with this. And, and another, I another Frank, maybe. Yeah, another Frank. <laughs> I, I like this Frank Kaminsky. And I remember again; these are names that when you first hear them, like I, when I text the day of Frank Kaminsky, it's like who? Well, why? Frank Kaminsky. Now it's like, listen, look inside the numbers. And the only reason I said, again, I look at players. I'm going to be straight up honest. The way I look at it is if you're scoring more points than minutes played, you're already in the plus money. So that means if you're a guy under $4,000 or maybe 4,300 or even under 5,000 and you're maybe 10% or 50% higher than, you know, uh, with your points by minutes produced, I'm all in. And Frank Kaminsky plays on a team, okay, the Phoenix Suns, that they like to move the ball around a lot. Now that they have a, a, a solidified point guard in Chris Paul, who at 33, 34, 35 years old can still move, doesn't have the shot like he used to, but he's a general out there on the field or, or on the court. He's not... No, no disrespect to Devin Booker, who could score. He's not a he's not a court general. CP3 is. And when you have guys like DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, you know, you, you're going to have a spot for Frank Kaminsky to come off at sometimes the sixth man off the bench. So for me, in certain matchups, he is a tremendous streaming option. I think, Dan, I may have opened your eyes up a little bit. Well, 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 right? well, no, you did. Well, he, here – Here's the mind of Dan Green, and everyone should back away from their computer because it could be dangerous right now. Um, <laughs> the mind. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, like, I'll go Mason Plumley before I'll go Frank Kaminsky, right? They could be around the same value at times. I see that. And and I'll see Frank Kaminsky, and I won't even delve into him. I, I won't even click the blue line where, where you open up his stats. It just, I just – Certain guys I just move past, and he was a move past guy for me. You know, don't ask me why. And when you referenced Frank Kaminsky, I'm like, what's Tone smoking? So, <laughs> I so, so I did some research at Tone. Listen, in the past six games, he's, he's had a 44-point night, and he's been averaging 22 to 25 for five straight games, and that's value for him. The guy and his value and the show and the show that you're onto something, he's grown from three thousand dollar a three thousand dollar value. Talk about value back in the day. Now he's up to, now he's up to forty eight hundred. Excuse me, yeah, forty eight hundred. So, so they're noticing that his performance is getting better. So other people apparently clicked on blue, just not me. <laughs> Listen, it happens. And again, though, th this is. I'm nuts. I read way too much sometimes. Sometimes I psych myself out of things. It just happens. But the, the, this is what I look at because I want to ask you this. We kind of got into this the last show, but and I know we talked about the $10,000 guy, but the reason why I'm a, a sucker for these streaming options is because I like a big four. I am a big, big four guy. I used to be a big three guy, but now I'm a big four. I want a big four. So like, and again, they might not necessarily be the big four you're thinking of 
when I say it. But, like, I'll give you an example. Tonight, my big four, I started Colin Sexton. Uh, for me, he's hitting 40 points tonight, and that's fancy points, okay, on DraftKings. Chris Middleton has been as consistent as possible. He's so undervalued tonight, I was shocked. At 7,900, he just scored 63 points, and he's consistently above 40. He's averaging 40. Uh, you know, against Phoenix, that's going to be a lot, of, a lot of points scored in that game. Zion. 8,100, his line barely even moves, and he's always 40 points. And Valanchunas at you know, 7,400, who's scoring 35 to 40 points. So there's my big four. And, and I say that because I spent 74, 79, 81, and 7. So right there off the bat, right, I'm spending 30 grand. So I, I, I have about $20,000 to play with, and I still have one, two, three, four, four positions I have to fill. Okay, and tonight... It was a De- it was a Denzel Valentine. It was a Isaiah Roby. It was a Malik Monk, and it was a, a who, who else did I start? Um, oh, Kevin Herter uh, from, okay. from Atlanta. I start Kevin Herter because DeAndre Hunter's out four to six weeks. Who's going to get the minutes? Kevin Herter, thirty six minutes last game, scored thirty points in DraftKings last ten days. He's averaging thirty two, and he was fifty six hundred. And Atlanta Dallas should be a shootout. So that's that, that's my logic all the time. And listen, it's it, it's not always right. We're never always right, all right. But but the funny thing is, uh, you know, I ask you this, Dan. You know, before you get in a player, because this is really interesting. Did you ever notice? Did you ever open up the score and you're like, oh wow, Isaiah Roby scored uh, twenty eight uh, DraftKings points. You open up his DraftKings scenario and he scored two points, and you're like, <laughs> like two physical. Like, wait a minute, how the hell did he get twenty eight points? Well, uh, yeah, it's crazy because you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. You really wouldn't believe it. You really wouldn't. I'm I'm tr- I'm, I'm drawing a blank. There, I'm I'm looking over my lineups, and and I w- It's funny. I tried like hell to get give myself a big four, and I, I I couldn't do it. I I got I got a a couple threes, but I could not get a big four. So good for you. Well, well here's the thing, though. Uh, some people may not you, uh, and again, you included. I mean, some people may not think Valanciunas and Colin Sexton are studs but for me for tonight for their number and their value to me i i'll give you an idea my big four the way i classify that is any guy who's averaging over 35 plus in the fan perspective i like to look at that's good that's good so now you could go a big three and then you know like to say luka Doncic. i want to start luka Doncic tonight he's almost eleven thousand. You know, he's averaging 56, but it's really hard for me. So so look at this real fast. 56 average for Luka. And let's just look at Middleton, who's averaging 41. So Middleton is $2,000 or actually $3,000 less than Luka. You're paying up on just on average 3,000 for 16 points. So in my opinion, I could take that three grand. And I could turn that into twenty five with guys like Isaiah Roby, and yeah. you know, or, right? And so, so that's where my logic goes when I do these things. Uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm just not all giggles and shit, right? I I do actually have some premise behind my my you know my analytics here, but I, that's the way I look at it. So again, everybody might not have a big four; they might think it's a big three. But for me, I like the big four. Uh, so tell me if this is a big four. I was able to squeeze Kyle Lowry. 
Siakam, Sabonis, and John Morant in the lineup. Yes. Together. Yes. And, Brog- and, and, and Brogdon. Yeah, uh, and Brogdon. And that's, you know what's funny? I looked at Brogdon. I like Brogdon. He's on a dead list, I'll have to be honest with you, but I had to, I had to put him in. That's a really was, good lineup, though. That's yeah, a really I, good I, lineup. But, but my, my, my trade-offs are Burke and Okoro and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but you know what? DeAndre Jordan is a steady 20, 25 points. Right, right now he is, yeah, because he's the only big man they have, really. Exactly. So he's going to get you the boards and the, and the block shots, but no, yeah. So yeah, so and and my, another one of my lineups, um, because of you, I have a Kaminsky lineup. Ah, uh, so you have I like you just said you have a Kaminsky lineup. And isn't there a show called the Kaminsky Project or something like that on on cable? But I well, I have Don I have Doncic and Harden in that lineup. Dort Kaminsky Harrell. Williams, Roby, and Barton. Barton. Barton's an interesting pick, too. You know, because that, that Denver game is going to be high scoring, I think. Yep. And he's been doing well. He's been averaging, you know, in the upper 20s the past, I mean, yeah, upper 20s the past few games. And he's got good value. He, he's um, 5,600. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, when we talk about the streaming options is they're not always going to hit, but. You know what? What they're going to do is they're going to keep your head above water. You know when, when maybe just hypothetically that guy like you mentioned, Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon. You know, I think he's averaging like thirty-four points per game. Maybe he only gives you a twenty-five. He gives you that snowflake. Well, you would hope that maybe that Isaiah Roby, who you only paid thirty-five hundred for instead of eighteen average, gets you thirty, and then you kind of make it up as a wash. So uh, let me ask you a couple more guys before we get out of here because I I, I love these streaming guys. One guy, because I got a lot of DMs, uh, my man Seth, uh, you know, checked me out about Derek Rose. He, you know, he was talking about traditional league, so I take a flyer on him. Uh, you know, Derek Rose, obviously only playing 25, 26 minutes, still has something left in the tank, goes to New York, uh, is aligned with guys like R.J. Barrett and John Randall, which I think is going to be, or, or Julius Randall, is going to be very, very good for him. Uh, I think that the nostalgia factor weighs in, in, in on Derrick Rose. They're they're a, they're not a, a terrible team, but they're not a good team. They're kind of like in between. So I think it's going to be a much better situation than it was in Detroit. So for me, Dan, I'm going to look at starting Derrick Rose when I have the opportunity based on the numbers. So what do you think about Derrick? I love Derrick Rose. In fact, I told you I I had a 280 point lineup um, earlier in the week, and Derrick Rose was my utility player. Yes, and, you are, yes, you're right. And then, and then, just at the last second, I saw that he had an out. I think that was the night he was traded. So I literally, I had like seconds, and I put um, Blake Griffin in because they were like the, they were like the same value, and this, it was it was a late game. So, and then Blake Griffin had an out symbol once the game started. Uh, so I basically had 280 points with basically avoided slot. And it, that really frustrated me. But I, I was projecting Rose to have 25 points. Now, Tone, real fast, I, I'm, I'm glad I brought this up. Where are you at? I, I know I know you can't say it really depends on the leaderboard. But are you mentally at, at a – do you have a philosophy that you have to at least achieve a 300-point score to get into the money? I always you know, target 300. I used to be. Yes, I did. Okay. You know, because it seems like that's the money mark. Right. right. You know, if, if you're not if you're not over 300, you're, you're probably not going to cash. The, there are those rare circumstances where maybe there's only a, a three or four game slate 
and maybe the, the games aren't that great. So maybe 250 becomes the, the median line. Who knows? But yeah, for the most part, you're, you're spot on 300. If you if you're 318 to 325, you're hitting a pretty good number. And yeah. I'll tell you, man, it, it, you you cannot afford a snowflake. You can't. If you have a snowflake, unless your your big guys get you fifty apiece, you're probably not going to cash. It's a simple. Right. Thing. And and Brogdon and Jeremy Grant have been my snowflake guys of late, so they're borderline dead to me list. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't blame you. I, but, I don't blame you. But here's a guy that popped into my head that fit one of the um, points you made earlier. Um, Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, it's from Golden State. He could get. 12 to 15 boards in four points, but he's been averaging like 23 points the last five games and his value six games ago was three K and now he's up to five K. So again, people are taking notice, but he's not a guy that's going to score your buckets, but he's going to get it elsewhere. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. And, and, and we talked about injuries earlier and the reason why, you know, Anderson is, Climbing the charts, yeah. right? And Wiseman, and you know, you know, I was a big Wiseman guy. I was riding yeah. Wiseman, right? And, like but again, it also goes about the team. And the reason why I say that is now I just did today. Today is the the Wednesday Warrior, uh, you know, episode, and I and I tweeted it out there. And I always pick a guy who maybe they don't, people aren't really talking about. And today was Draymond Green. And the reason yeah. why, like Draymond Green, the last three games, if you looked at his numbers, the last five games, have you looked at his numbers? And again, you have to get in there before that value gets too high. Now, Draymond was 6,900 last night. I guarantee he's going to be 7,500 tomorrow or the next game they play, right? I, I just have a feeling that's where it's going to go. But Anderson is that great guy. He's getting the minutes. They've fallen out of favor with Damian Lee. You know, now that Wiseman's out, this is this is all Anderson. And, and he's been really good, Dan. He's been really good. And the more Steph Curry continues to excel and, and show that he's back. We talked about last night. I mean, honestly, greatest shooter of all time, 100%. And he just takes the onus off of everybody else on that team and opens up guys like Anderson all day. Yeah, and Anderson is he's a 6'6". Six, six power forward and and Draymond Green's a six seven center right now. So they're playing small ball for sure. And and the thing about Draymond is that he is actually eligible in two positions. You know, right. you can fit him in at the power forward and the center spot. Now that's you know before we get out of here, that I think that's one very interesting thing we didn't touch on. You know, when we talk about tinkering with your lineup, you know, if you're not careful, what can happen is, and it happens to me all the time, because I just go, I don't I'm not looking at position. I'm looking at players and all of a sudden like uh I can't throw him in because the players fill. And you're like, wait a minute, well Damian Lillard can be classified as a point guard or a shooting right. guard. Then you right, so you have to change. You might have to take them out, put them back in at a different spot, and then you can get that different guy in there because the streaming guy may be a forward, and your utility is already a guard. So now you have to kind of finagle things around. So uh, just another word to the wise on what to look out for when you're setting these these DFS DraftKings lineups. And before I say anything else, too, anybody in the you know the Heat Ratio League, man, I will tell you, man, nine nine guys this week, Dan. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm getting a little upset. So this is what we're going to happen. Coming in second place doesn't mean a lot when you when you have nine right. guys. All right. I mean, we, 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 uh, listen, we're 35 guys in this league, okay? 35. And to have nine guys put a lineup in, 
it's just it, it, it's I, not working. I would win more money than nine guys worth of money. Do you know what I'm saying, Tone? Exactly. I I, I, I completely agree. Because I, I, I agree. That's you know our our league. I've been very very successful, and and I uh, except for that guy. Was it Joe Chill? Whatever his name is, he's Chill nineteen seventy six. Well, here's the my thing, ne- my nemesis. Yeah, but you're you're ahead of him by a dollar of money, so you're you're leading by you know money wise. So I I will tell you that. But we do have thirty four guys, and let me tell you something. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15 players have never even joined a contest. That's unacceptable. So what's going to happen is this, this is the call out to everybody. This is your only week. You got one more week. If not, you're out. I'll throw the invite out to the public, and I know people will jump on in to be a part of this fun league. So uh, it is what it is. I'm not even worrying about it. I just would hope. That, it doesn't sound like he's worrying about it, people, does it? Nah, you know what? Well, it it kind of bothers me, man. You know, I know, I know. You set the thing up, and you know, yeah. if it's a couple people here and there, it's fine. But come on, man, fifteen's ridiculous. Absolutely. But Dan, minute, we're hour and fifteen. We're right at the mark again. I, you know, we we keeping this mark. It's been really good. I I know tonight was a little different. We brought the betting aspect into here, and and I'm gonna get some of my betting buddies on here, uh, you know, as well. So I thought about that the other day, and we do so much good work at at, at the gambler, and I, I want to bring some of our betting guys on uh, and, and get their perspective as well, like we did with Ann. So again, thanks. A shout out goes to Ann Shore. You know, at a n n e s h o r R comes on. Uh, she came on for the first 25 minutes, gave out the pick. I tweeted it out already. It's in the Villanova comments. Minus 11, right? Villanova. Mon- Villanova minus 11 over, uh, was it Marquette? Yeah. Over Marquette. Uh, she had a really good uh, analysis of why. Uh, if you listen, I'll tell you what, man. Just listen to the first 20 minutes of the show. Continue to listen to me and Dan. But I'm just saying, for the first 20 minutes, you know, and, and, and spitting out some knowledge when it comes to analytics, uh, you know, and, and her betting line. So good for her. I, I, you know, happy to have her on board as, you know, a, as a, you know, a, as a friend of the show. She's going to come on. Uh, she talked about doing some picks here or there. But again, supporter craft. She's doing tremendous. And, you know, you can find her at pickdogs.com and uh, sportschatplace.com as well. So. Again, as always, Dan, thanks for joining me. Uh, we will be one more week with it, w- without Mr. Coker. Uh, he's taking care of some things. He's on sabbatical. Uh, he will be back, and he's ready. He's already texting me. He, he you know, he he's fishing, man. He, he can't wait. He he has a feeling when he comes back, it's going to be like our first baseball preview show. So he's kind of he's kind of waiting for that. Uh, which will be uh, very interesting. But as always, like I say, give us a follow uh, at Ticatola23, at, DM, at DMG Teach. Uh, very easy to remember, at Heat Ratio Sports, all the great personalities that we he- we have above this network. We appreciate your support and your subscription. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch you next week.